Hello and welcome to another episode of the Californians podcast, Bear With Us. Today, we have our staff members, Josh Nichols, Andrew Souza, and Brady Horton discussing the starting of the NBA season. Now, without further ado, let's get into it. Um, I'm Andrew Souza. I'm the sports editor for the Californian. And I'm um, Josh. I'm the newsletter editor. And I'm Brady, and I am a staff writer. And today we're we're gonna be talking a little bit about about sports and about the world of sports and what's going on, and how the world we live in today is impacting the entertainment we love to watch so much. So to start off, we wanted to talk a little bit a little bit about the NBA and how teams have arrived in the bubble. And also a little bit about the players and what they're doing in the bubble and, and how that's working out. So to start off, um, I just saw uh, Harden arrived at the bubble uh, after false reports that he tested positive for COVID-19, which actually turned out not to be true. Um, so, you know, a little bit of good news for the Rockets after Russell Westbrook tests positive. But overall, I'm just seeing a lot of players, you know, doing random stuff in the bubble. I saw... Uh, Montrez Harrell fishing. I saw Norman Powell fishing. Um, I saw J.R. Smith reading the menu. Yeah, they're living their best life. It's uh, it's come with some interesting moments too. You got J.R. Smith revealing all the deep, dirty secrets about the bubble, getting cut off in the middle of his Instagram live. You got Rashawn Holmes leaving the bubble accidentally to pick up some food and then... Uh, have you seen the food that they they have inside the bubble? Yeah, I mean, quality it's also stuff, quality stuff. Yeah, well, it's an interesting conversation too because some people said they're acting really spoiled right now. You know, the food is still high quality and whatnot, and there's a lot of people going through hard times. And NBA players are sitting here at Disney World <laughs> complaining. Uh, but I mean, all in all, it's, it's the bubble is just like a fascinating thing is something obviously we've never had this done before the circumstances you know within this world and uh it it seems to be like everyone's handling it a bit differently all in all though it looks like everyone's having a pretty good time and uh you know some players have tested positive obviously like the nets uh are a team no more their whole lineup (laughs) i i mean they've just about lost everyone got russell westbrook out most likely uh at least for a little bit. He'll, well, he'll probably be back. They only have the 14th day, then they can right. rejoin. Uh, but it's still undetermined, and you know how that could affect the Rockets, who will be in the playoffs. They've already clinched a spot, but they were looking somewhat weak compared to some of the other top contenders in the West. That's, well, if they don't have Westbrook, they're not winning. Like That's pretty much yeah, I well, mean, not certain, you, but 99% change they're not winning without Westbrook. Oh, for he, sure. He, yeah, and he's definitely not going to be back by the time that they start playing. So, like, I, I know they've already clinched, but, you know, how, how much can he contribute, like, after he's been, like, deathly sick and then, like, he hasn't really been practicing. So, like, I wonder how he'll return and how he'll contribute. Right. It, it also brings up an, a, another interesting point of – how rusty are some of the players going to be? Like, will LeBron James come out and play like LeBron James? Will players, you know, just be ice cold? I mean, you haven't played basketball since we're talking, what, March now? And mm-hmm. and now you bring them in, in in the end of July, and a lot of these guys haven't actually played 
real basketball uh, on the court for a while. And Zone haven't touched basketballs. Like Chris Middleton yeah. came out and he hasn't touched a basketball. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I mean, these guys are professionals. Obviously, they're really good at, at what they do. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see uh, if there's going to be a bit of like an adjustment. Just like they're not trying, The, the Wizards with no Beal. And yeah, Wizards with no Beal. Like or John Wall or anyone of actual like real talent like the Friday yeah. Thomas, I guess. Yeah, so it's very interesting. <laughs> the the to include these teams, you know, they're doing like the, the if the eighth and ninth seed are within four games, they mm-hmm. go to like a, a like a it's a three game playoff, but it's not really. It's like a little bit weird. Like the eight if the eighth seed wins, if the eighth seed wins one game, then they're the eighth seed. But if the ninth seed wins two games, then they're the eighth seed. So I feel like that's going to be interesting. Like, I feel like the Grizzlies can hold on to that eighth seed because I feel like they're, they're, a, they're a couple games ahead. I think they're like two or three or four. I think, it's somewhere I, think around there. I think they're three and a half games ahead, I think. Yeah, I, think so that's I, think, I think three I, and a half. I think the Grizzlies can hold on to it, but it also, like, it's interesting to see who would possibly go against them because, like – yeah. I think Memphis is going to hold on. Right, yeah. yeah, right now Memphis is three and a half games ahead of the Trailblazers, Pelicans, and the Kings, and then they're four games ahead of the Spurs. If you look at the, the schedules uh, for each team, the Grizzlies have one of the harder schedules of any team in the bubble, whereas the Pelicans get to play the Kings three times. I believe they get to match up uh, with the Wizards and possibly the Suns as well. They have a very easy schedule. Uh, I mean, if you're just looking at it from a – you know, who has the best odds? Obviously, it's Memphis, but I think there's a good argument you can make that the Pelicans will have a shot. The Blazers' schedule is going to be near difficult. impossible. Near the impossible. Kings, I just, I, the Kings, nobody, no it's Harrison. It's not going to happen. The Spurs, no LaMarcus Aldridge. And obviously, the Phoenix Suns basically need everyone else to lose and they need to basically win every game. Not going to happen. So what looks to be the most likely option at this point uh, within the West is that we will get Grizzlies versus the, likely the Pelicans, possibly, obviously the Blazers, Suns, Spurs, Kings, highly unlikely though. And I mean, so it, it would be virtually impossible for the Grizzlies not to be matching up against the ninth seed. Uh, whereas in the Eastern Conference, there's only nine teams uh, who are in the bubble, whereas the West has 13 because the East is awful this year and you have a bunch of teams who couldn't even qualify for the bubble. Uh, and the Wizards right now being five and a half games back on the eight seed magic, just can't imagine that they're even going to be close. So yeah, I, mean, I don't think it's going to be in a playoff. I don't think it's going to be in a play-in game either. No, mm-hmm. not at all. So, yeah, our prediction, we I would say, is uh, a, a Pelicans-Grizzlies sudden death uh kind of matchup and and it's kind of interesting because you know people want to see zion play so (laughs) i I feel like you know maybe somewhat it was deliberately set up because they want to the people want to see the zion jaw matchup for sure so you know it (laughs) and and not it's it's interesting spiritorial but like it makes so much sense i mean you got the number one overall pick sign williamson who in his 19 games looked just like everyone expected he would, really dominant. And you have the number two overall pick, John Morant, who is 
been the the like leader of this young resurgent Grizzlies team that has looked really good. Obviously, they're not going to be a title contender, but the Grizzlies have looked good, and and it would be a fun matchup to get to see you know who gets to have the right to be most likely slaughtered by the Lakers, the Pelicans, or the Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah. Who do we think would win in a best of two between the Grizzlies and the Pelicans? I would give it to the Grizzlies. They only have to win once. So the Pelicans could win the first game, but then mm-hmm. if the Grizzlies win the second, that's it. I, just... I see the Grizzlies as well. I um, Actually, I, I I might go with the Pels on that one. I mean, you got Zion. You, I think they just have a, a little bit more depth. I mean, in Memphis, you're kind of looking at the Triple J and Josh O. In, in New Orleans, you're looking at Zion Ingram, who's had a breakout year. Lonzo, he's mm-hmm. picking it up. I mean, they, they have the pieces to, to – win two games in a row yeah that- i i mean definitely no doubt about it i think the pelicans are the more talented team that doesn't mean that they're the better team and frankly this year yeah. the way that the grizzlies are built everyone knows their role uh they play their strong defensive team uh i just couldn't see them going down they have great mm-hmm. role players outside of jaw and jaron jackson people often forget that Jonas valanciunas brandon clark uh dylan brooks kyle anderson have a lot of great role players who know their job, and I, I just couldn't see the Pelicans beating them twice. Yeah. A lot of the people on the Grizzlies, I think, also have that kind of, like, big – because on the Pelicans, they're really young. They don't have any of those big players, like Randy Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Zion Williamson, Josh Hart. These guys have never been in a playoff scenario. The only person they really have is, like, Drew Holiday and J.J. Redick, I guess. I totally forgot about those guys, too. I mean, you bring well, up a solid point. Like, those guys are solid players. That is true. Veteran players. J.J. Redick has made the playoffs, like, every year that he's been in the NBA. Right. So. But, <laughs> but while that may be true, it's not like the Grizzlies are necessarily a team with a lot of experience. If you really look thoroughly at their roster, only guys on that team who have had consistent playoff experience are Jonas Valanciunas up in Toronto and uh, Kyle Anderson for the few years he was uh, a spur. Other than Jay that, Crowder, too. They still have Jay Crowder, right? Uh, no. He's he's gone. Is he on the? Oh, he's on the Heat now, isn't he, or something like that? Yeah, Jay Crowder is a member of the Miami Heat. So I mean, that team doesn't have a lot, a lot of play playoff experience, let alone just worldly experience with you know some of their better players like Morant, Jackson, and uh, Clark. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more of our podcasts, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as on IGTV on Instagram at the Californian Paper. And until next time, bear with us.